please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Welcome to Wired Shut. We're back. Yeah, this we is, are. This is episode Wired, Wired Shut unplugged, plugged in. We're into season four now. This is the beginning. We're in the same room. Is Wired Shut unplugged in oxymoron? Yeah, but... Because um, there's wires in the name. See what it did there? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, stop looking at me. I'm not going to give you this. I'm not going to give you this, but I'm trying to think of how do we make a Wired Shut unplugged. Is it just us wearing cardigans? With acoustic guitars with no strings yeah. on them. <laughs> Maybe even just us superimposed using said green screen setup on that MTV Unplugged video. Yeah. <laughs> but the MTV Unplugged video is paused and we are <laughs> moving. <laughs> so it's just a, an elaborate amount of work to put two people on a still image yeah. that's a paused YouTube video. Yeah. Um, and it's us not holding microphones. It's us holding nothing because we're unplugged. But yeah. for some reason, the audio is still getting fed into <laughs> the podcast. I mean, uh, would would we enjoy just putting? Yes. What if we did? Re- Has anyone ever done reviews where you take a movie's trailer and you make an entire review of the film and just incorporate that into the trailer? I'm not sure I follow. <laughs> I'm not sure whether he's doing a bit or not. So we incorporate our review into so the trailer? like a 30, 30 second review or minute 24 or two minute 55 review. Yeah. And we just like green screen ourselves into the trailer in some weird way. Ah. Yeah, beyond people just putting themselves very uh, like... Like again, shitty late show cutaway bit type style, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things that's it sounds like a premise to a thing, and no. Well, I think we might have it. just described one step away from on cinema at the cinema with Tim Heidecker and Neil Hamburger, where they yeah, we got pretty close that to that, already... especially when we're thinking like VR at the movies, yeah. yeah. Where it's a yeah a Cinco product hmm. where the VR is plugged into our genitals and our nipples. I can see the future. Wait. Say that again. I can see the future. Um, oh, I need this power in my life. Yeah, it's pretty good. God, I think I pulled something. <laughs> you old fuck. Um, what were we going to talk about this episode? Because um, in the group chat, we've been talking about a little bit we talked about a little bit the the apparent leaked matrix for synopsis and let me just preface this by saying woof (laughs) it's it's a political intrigue and like savior losing his way but it's being wrapped around by the sound of it like a new woman relationship breakdown subplot yeah um which, whether or not this is um, yet another... And they can't change the way Morpheus died. Morpheus died in the Matrix um, on, on the Matrix MMO game on PC. 
And that's officially canon, too. They made a point of making sure that that was canon with the Matrix movies. Oh, really? Yeah, because they wrote for that game. Um, so, so it is canon that um, Morpheus just gets like shot once and dies by a guy that comes out of a um, like trash shoot? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Which, frankly, if there's the, the, like we, he, we've he, got the theories I don't know whether of, you've seen this video. I haven't. The guy literally like... I think it's like a downpipe or something, and he just like slides out of it. And as he's coming out of it, he like projects back to his normal size. <laughs> All right, we're gonna so watch he, this. He we're gonna ma- watch this. He ants mans himself. We've gone to watch this. Um, this might tie into the theory that John Wick is part of the Matrix universe because what is Morpheus in that but a homeless man who loves his pigeons? Is is Lawrence Fishburne and John Wick? Yeah, he's in the second one and the third one. He, while... Uh, I guess I never watched them then. Yeah. Obviously, John Wick in the, what, the Hotel Continental, where all the fancy rich assassins do fancy rich assassins thing. Yeah. Uh, there's an entire infrastructure and underbelly of the city and the world run by Lawrence Fishburne's character with homeless people. So most homeless people... In the, in the John Wick universe, all homeless people yep. are plants there. They are... Um, oh, they work for that agency. They work for their own kind of... They're part of the um, uh, the ecosystem. They're the eyes right. and ears, so that's how information and word of mouth and everything travels across the network. It's not the internet. It's homeless people. All right, so, so this is the Matrix Online scene, the death of Morpheus. <laughs> it's... When, you know when this game was a thing? Yeah. It was, um... When people were like, give us more Matrix, and they're like, no, but from 2003 onwards, we're going to give you the Matrix online. What was it? Just like a shitty third person, like, yeah. It was a massive MMO, so you would go all over the city. Oh. The never ending city of the Matrix. Uh, this is double action electric boogaloo got yeah, it yeah. that is the actual cannon death of Morpheus <laughs> Morpheus is dead oh my god there is no hope there is no hope it wasn't us you have as good a chance of finding out who killed him god. as we do they're lying Niobe <laughs> we'll see and we'll see justice done. They're lying! Naomi, they're lying! Naomi. Power generator. Okay, yeah, so the Matrix 4. Apparently, there's no time travel involved in it, which is good. Would there have been... <sighs> why would there have time traveled? Those were the early theories based on some of the haircuts and designs and styles from the um, leaked photos of like the behind-the-scenes footage that people were posting online and positing what was happening. Like, oh, there's a younger version of X and Y and Z in this movie, so they clearly go back and interact with their younger selves to do this and this and this. I was like, no, they might have just filmed flashbacks. Oh, so there, there are 
younger versions of characters in the film at some point for some reason. Maybe. that They weren't... Um, Is it still set in like 2000? The Matrix. and Like being inside like, the like Matrix. Like when you anymore. go into the Matrix, does it still look like 2000? Unless um, the events of the movies uh, mean that it gets updated as Neo... Well, yeah, I guess so, right? That makes no point to update it to 2020. <laughs> no. Well, in the, the Considering they're closer to what, 2000, the year 2200 and something? Well, I'm sure the implication of the film is that um, the, they're sort of at a weird technological point in humanity where it feels like they're on the cusp of something, but it never moves. Yeah, that's exactly the point. It's that they, they, there was the uh, point in time, the latest version of The Matrix decided that's where human humanity needed to stay because it was they were on the cusp of yeah, it was AI. Like their peak. It was the peak of the digital age actually taking over and if we put them in a simulation where they we got were to, on the cusp of AI in nineteen ninety nine. Well all of those things came hard and fast. We're only twenty years post that and we've come a long way. But I think the point in that movie is Yeah. But yeah. Like is um even if we Gr- give those little I fun things. I live in an obscure corner of it, but speaking from somebody wo- that works in AI, we are so far from AI. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I th- yeah, th- think the point is the um, keeping humans locked in just before they get all of the technological advancements that uh, the actual machines knew of in the last hundred and something years. Yeah, well, it it's, makes sense it's to just before the cascade, there. before the world sort of collapses and everything becomes a battle no it's not it's it's set in 1999 2000 2001 2002 that's in the matrix but the the real world is maybe 200 years after that that's what i'm saying though but they but the end of the world didn't start around 1999 they had about 100 years of prosperity and actual machines and they machines got oh yeah i watched the animatrix i remember yeah yeah. they had full ai and they had full independence and they had started their own nation and that's what the collapse was but that was over a course of like 100 years and then the things went to shit um loud robots wanted uh robots for everyone yeah killbacks powers beyond compare Evil forces better be there. Um, yeah, so the Matrix 4 plot is reading like some sort of... Um, Preach it, sister. Some sort of... <laughs> <laughs> um, Neo gets a high-powered business executive job, and now he has to run the company. Um, but he's not at home as much anymore, so uh, Trinity feels like he's not the same man she... So it's the plot of reboot when Bob became a god. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, let's read it word for word. Uh, Dot's, Dot Dot just doesn't understand him anymore. No, and this is and a- then the fake Bob turns up. <laughs> not fake Bob, not Fob. And then everyone likes him because he's the Bob they know, love, and remember. Yeah. But then the real Bob gets pissed off with him. But then it turns out to be Megabyte in disguise. Dun dun dun. And kind of implied that the only reason Megabyte was in disguise as Bob was because Megabyte just really wanted to be friends with everyone. Yeah. Um, there was no sinister undertone to it. He just wanted to belong. No, I mean he did want to fuck Bob over, but yeah, wanted to fuck Bob. Confirmed. Make yeah. A bite. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is taken. What have from, I told you about shipping shit? This is taken from Reddit, so who knows how valid it is? Um, but so Neo wakes within the Matrix as the Imperator of the Matrix because it's not the future unless you use the word Imperator. Imperator. Um, and as the Gum Gum Shabu, <laughs> which is the leader of Zion. After Morpheus's tragic death of hypnose poisoning, 
when his brain was unable to tell real life from the Matrix. Neo yes, which had- is the canon way they explained why, because post-Matrix revolutions, yep. if you're somebody who jacks into the Matrix to get off, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you get killed, you don't die, you just leave the Matrix. You're booted out, you can't come back. But that video I just showed you doesn't make sense because it happens post those events, yet for some reason Morpheus doesn't just leave the Matrix when he gets shot. Yeah, yeah. And the reason they explained that was that he had a weird hypnovirus thing. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, uh, guys. Because he couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Because gum gum shabu. Gum shabu. So Neo has had to balance his responsibilities as the one with his responsibilities to keep everyone in Zion and everyone in the Matrix safe, which is the role of the one, but cool. Um, but Trinity, I have to be everyone's husband. He has come to realize that man needs law, man needs order, or society will collapse. Trinity feels that he is slipping away from his role as saviour as his focus t- t- turns towards judicial matters. I feel like that's actually going to be a quote as Trinity saying, I feel like you're slipping away from me, Neo. Um, is it still all the same actors? Uh, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Keanu Reeves confirmed to return. Um, the, the, unless they're doing a very good job of making you sit, believe that he's definitely not in this. Lawrence Fishburne is not in this movie. Um, they might be recasting Morpheus but, see, in a younger version of himself. And um, same with Hugo. Oh, sorry, Agent Smith is in it, but Hugo Weaving is not. Right. So they're recasting the character of Agent Smith because systems the, rebuild. The concern there is you have so many important side characters in those movies specifically because Keanu Reeves can't hold the plot on his own. Yep. If Yep. Like if you take away Lawrence And you know Fishburne, who can't hold a plot? The Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. Um, yeah, while the story's about Neo and Trinity, at the heart of it, you know, yeah. love, the only reason those movies have any sense of charisma is because of Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving being the extremes in that. Yeah, it was... So without it was either like of them, a, it's like, what are we watching right a now? A weird cyber-tech, moustache-twirling bad guy. Yeah. And Morpheus, the, like, cool elder sage character who literally guides the viewer through the plot um and karate kid is not the uh, not a movie without mr miyagi yeah it's um and um i mean i i don't think i've watched those movies as an adult really but do do neo and carrie ann moss's does their relationship even feel right like Um, does it does it does it sell the movie or is it just there? No, it sells the movie. Trinity. Trinity. Uh, I feel like it sells the movie. It seems to be the it's the driving force for all of Neo's decisions. Yeah. Um, it's Trinity. Trinity. Wait, Trinity, Trinity died. Trinity. He brings her back. No, she did die, die, didn't she? Yeah, she died, died. Yeah, and so did he. Yeah. Um, apparently, yep. So we're getting to that um, in the synopsis, which is still going. Um, we don't get to that in this, but apparently... So, um, out of the treaty that Neo brokers with the machines, um, includes getting uh, Trinity's body and healing it using healing things, um, and he gets to live as well. So she was like impaled by a bunch of shit. Yep, yep. So they take her body and they heal it using machine technology, which they yeah it's part of the he brokered a peace treaty with the machines, which included getting access to their tech to be able to heal Trinity. So Trinity's a robot. 
Um, so, okay, like where are we? Gym. So, this creates a rift with their relationship as Vixen, a mohawk sporting hacker from an alternate dimension called the Void, arrives. Otherwise known as New Heartness by the sound of it. Arrives to foretell of a coming invasion from a new breed of machines called Endos. Vixen inspires Neo to take up his old role, but Trinity fears that she is inspiring him to even more dastardly deeds. Neo finds himself trapped and must find a way to declare his love for Trinity and to save the world again. Trinity. What? Yep. First off, who wrote Dastardly Deeds and thought that was okay? This is uh, this is somebody on Reddit who managed it. No, but it was word for word, actually. Yeah, they it's, it's leaked script yeah. sort of nonsense. Um, yeah, so apparently they're going to do that all without Lawrence Fishburne or Hugo Weaving. Um are there, are there any names connected to this who would be a worthy replacement for those two? None that have been announced so far. Um, the Vixen character is played by um, some Asian girl. I can't remember her name. Vixen. I always sort of remembered yes. The Matrix as a wooden power couple. Yep. Morpheus basically carries the movie himself the revolution yep smith you'd rather watch an entire movie just about smith than watch the matrix yep and a huge like rogues gallery of main characters like side main characters who are completely irrelevant to the plot and don't need to be in the movie at all yep um so apparently so keanu reeves is back as neo uh priyanka chopra is playing somebody uh, Carrie Ann Moss is back as Trinity. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is back as Niobe. Neil Patrick Harris is in this, possibly as an agent. It could work. Yeah. Uh, then are lots of Jessica. Oh, Jessica Henwick uh, from not Daredevil but Iron Fist. You ever watched? You saw the Daredevil TV series, the Netflix one with Jessica Jones. Like world. half an episode. Yeah. So the Iron Fist one in that little world universe, the main female lead from that. She the was really good. Lady? Sorry? The redhead lady? No. Uh, that's the Electra chick. Uh, no, this this one. Uh, the, what has she been on? Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> that's not out yet. Um, she was in Game of Thrones, apparently. And Luke Cage. And Star Wars. Can you just blow up a picture and turn the phone towards me? He's Logan's eye-fucking my phone right now. <laughs> He's held up an image of Brian Hugh Warner. <laughs> Senior, Trinity, not junior. Trinity. Trinity, right. we got to save the Matrix. Um, so, yeah. no, this is... And it's is Wachowski written and directed? Yeah, but only one of them. So it's not the Wachowskis. Um, it's just Lana Wachowski. Were they a writer-director pair or were they just Coco? No, it's Coco. Oh. So, um, but I mean... Did one of them need some money? I mean, maybe. I think it's because uh, the other Wachowski is still transitioning and didn't want the stress of doing this, but didn't want to stop this movie from being made. So Lana did all the work. Oh, okay. Um, Makes sense. I mean, I'm excited by the prospect that we get a whole new generation of like all these behind-the-scenes movies, mini-movies that we got about the Matrix movies. Those were just as fun to watch as the actual yeah, movies. Yeah. Remember, Reloaded and Revolutions. Yeah, they existed. There are four Matrix movies and one and a half of them are good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they should have... Revolutions and Reloaded should have just been part of the Animatrix. 
if they um, animated them, they'll be fine. I mean, Matrix Reloaded is a really great chase scene. Yes. The freeway... I mean, hell, you could have done almost... Wait, is that the one Is this you... like the Terminator 1, Terminator 2 kind of thing where uh, they've got the money they, they wanted to, to build the Mate. first movie and they reloaded it and remade it and did a plot that kind was kind of, of the same? Because is that the one where he he like sees Trinity dying at the beginning and then he has to race to stop it? Yeah, he, he, he uh, pumps her heart. bullets out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holds her heart with code. So I would have said that a better way to do that movie would be to almost Mad Max Fury wrote it. Yep. Have the main characters but Neo all stuck on a highway chase for 99% of the movie. Yep. And just have it be him having to bust through a series of shit to get to the highway to help them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, well, that's your plot too because at the end of the first one, right, he's gone all Superman. So he is the Matrix. He can bend yeah. things to his will. And that's when they get to the point of, all right, now we just have to put arbitrary blockages in Neo's way in order to... Whereas what they should have done... Like classic instead Superman of, type um, shit. Instead of maybe letting Agent Smith go rogue and breaking the system, which is a new thing to the experience of... Smith getting into the real world. Yeah. What they should have done is Neo uh, gone Superman. So the Matrix goes, well, shit, this hasn't happened before with the previous The Ones. What we need this time is an upgrade to the Matrix. And so um, the Matrix becomes a sweeping hellscape of pure, um, like, violent, hard-to-fight death for everyone else except Neo. Like, Mm. it, it, it builds itself up to Neo's scale meets him at his level and he's got to fight through that like he just as much as he struggled through the first one but he's also got to also got to make sure that no one around him dies when they're heavily outgunned and heavily out um maneuvered by the new system so um you're just saying the matrix needs like a difficulty level that scales to the player yeah absolutely um and while he can get stronger the system will get stronger too but if he gets stronger his friends will die or are more likely to die. But that means saving everyone. So what mm. does he do? And he's got to kind of balance how much power he actually... How much he breaks the system. No, I'll just use my powers in the real world. Yeah. Because Wi-Fi technology <laughs> is a thing now. Bluetooth. <laughs> use that goddamn VR kit. Yeah. Which, to be fair, yep. When they explained all the history of the Matrix in the real world, it's like, yeah, all, all of that stuff should be a thing. Yeah. To tap into all of that... Uh, Wait, why? Uh, technology. Should exist, but it doesn't. So there's always been the implication that the real world is just another level of the Matrix. It was never confirmed, but that's Which is why the machines themselves are able to cause the same series of events over and over and again, and why they can control the birth of the resistance, the existence of Zion, and then its destruction. Yeah. Because they that entire thing is a closed sequence which is all housed within Matrix. Yes. So because um, the humans didn't want it to be perfect, but they humans also need a layer of trying to fight and revolutionize and mm. save against something. So you stack those layers of experiences one on top of the other and there's your closed loop. So is that the existing canon that the humans never No. It's never confirmed. It's it's But that I mean it, it maybe it this makes one will do more that. sense than the other option where the machines are benevolent and they go, well, uh, whatever, you found us out, we will let you have some space to yourselves. Yeah. 
Because what is confirmed is that the Matrix that has confirmed to be a simulation is a, re- is a repeatable thing. That the humans yeah, break free of it, they decide, hey... The plot says Zion repeats. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So they burn it to the ground and they start again. But do they let people do out they mean to that do literally that? like eventually? Yeah, they just kill it and the leftover dregs of human civilization fly somewhere else and build a new Zion. I think so. And yep. just slowly, or they seed out and let they... people escape the matrix over time again and get to rebuild. Yeah, because aside from Neo ushers in the like ushers out the old Zion, ushers in the new one with everyone dying in between except him. So he sets it up. He's known to them as their Jesus, and then eventually he disappears. After like 20, 30 years or a, gener- a couple of generations, the the one that goes away, and then there's a couple of hundred years maybe of of New Zion, and then mm. it starts over again. There's one person who still believes in that old world where, no, the one he'll he'll come back, I believe. And by very virtue of him believing and putting those thoughts into the matrix, the matrix goes, okay, there's someone that believes, so let's bring back another the one so yeah it all could just be an entire just it's just way more west world which i like but it's i think it's too intelligent for the <laughs> um considering they had to change it from um no we need humans to power our supercomputer with their brains we're creating a network of 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 servers with human minds that's why they're all plugged into the matrix no no it's too complicated just making batteries Okay, well, oh really? So that was the original idea that they were that being was used the, for a computing platform. Correct. Yeah. So the matrix is actually running across the brains of all these people. That's how they're interacting in a world. Yes. The, the machines don't need them for energy. If they did, they'd just consume them as biomass. Yeah. They don't need to yeah, and use and the electrical discharge of produce. a battery. No, it doesn't. Um, so was that a studio co- thing? 100% a studio thing. Yeah, because the, the original concept makes way more sense with how computers work. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a neural grid. Yeah. It's a supercomputer, and you do that over billions of minds being plugged in. They don't know any different. And it's going to cost... You need to spend more energy to keep a human alive than it would getting any energy out of them in the first place, mm. especially all the goop and shit that's probably used to sustain their life. It's like, where does that come from? What are they actually being fed on? There must be bio... like. There must be some. Sort My understanding of, was they were fed dead humans. Yeah, it was just a constant. Yeah. So why why cycle. why why even have the middleman just cut out the people, and just feed dead humans into the machines? We you there's also like they don't need to have bodies. No, they don't need to be. Also, it is easier to store a human consciousness on a computer than it yep. is to keep a human body alive but never functioning. And plugged into it. If, if you really want to go into the science of it, I'm sure it's it would be easier to digitize a human mind than to maintain a human alive but not for an entire lifetime from zero to... Yeah, which then leads into the idea that yeah, all of this is just a very carefully orchestrated treaty between a and b <laughs> to just make things happen in a very particular way when they don't actually need humans anymore right if the machines needed humans um yeah there's that's the other thing which is sure, why surely their science would have come so far whether they could have just grown organic androids or organic machines 
instead of just plugging in humans and i mean i assume they just evolved to the point where even the humans are just also computer programs and it's some sort of you know i don't know even just some weird outdated piece of nonsense that still exists in the substrata of the machine civilization yeah i mean if you if you start trying to apply logic to machines and in anything any sort of way it doesn't work because with sexy results i mean they they show that the robots aren't one hive mind they're a series of independent entities all working towards a common goal which is not how machines work yep uh well the thing is though the machines did develop uh, sorry humans did develop genuine ai so that's where the struggle in the matrix came from is that humans refused to recognize machines as um having rights so the machines revolted started their own nation and um beat them at their own game yeah when it came to development because they're machines they weren't a hive mind but they worked in unison because they agreed on the same goal because their goal was binary yeah but if yeah. you would if you have machines building better machines you're not getting a better race of independent machines no there's no. just no feasible way that doesn't make sense no they wouldn't have been just continuing to iterate upon themselves there would have just been we've developed a new race of things and they want to be recognized as things we're not doing that mm. we want them as slaves um as service uh, like, machines what, what is the nanite swarm spiky doll head robot thing uh yep <laughs> is it explored is it is it a particular entity within the greater universe of the movies that gets referenced at some point the only thing I can think of is in the Animatrix, maybe it's the um, it's the ruling, you know, the main leader of the machine race hmm. represented. But like its face is a series of small robots yep. moving around. Uh, I think that's purely to create a human visual representation that Neo can communicate with. Yeah. It's just a projection of a face. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, it's edgy because it's a baby. Because, like, humans worship an old man and call that their god, but not machines. No, nah, they, they use a baby because. Well, well, innocence. No, but you hear me out. No, no, hear me out. <laughs> no, hear me out. No. Oh, what am I doing? I don't fucking know what you're doing, fucking mate. Fucking We've got to find the right words to get back into the accent because we lose it so fucking quickly. Fucking hell. Um. Yeah, I, I just think The Matrix is something that in 2000 we all went, whoa. And whoa, flip up cell phones. Yeah. Whoa, leather. It's... No one who wears that much leather is that flexible. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Leather trench coat. Yeah, that's going to help you move. Yeah. That's going to be good for doing kung fu. It's It's just... It's a very cool looking movie but also a very dated movie yep um that perfectly fulfills its premise and happily wears out its welcome in a single film yep and if you're going to explore anything else in that universe you're better off just telling a completely different story with completely different characters in that universe it was a symptom of um the studio wants a sequel I think, oh, fuck, it's the studio, Warner Brothers, 
what did they do to the Matrix that they did to um, the, uh, during the exact same years? Hmm. Lord of the Rings. Both were Warner Brothers. Both decided we want a trilogy nah, of New films. New Line Cinema, isn't it? New Line and Warner Brothers, isn't it? I thought WB. I do not know. Had Lord of the Rings, the right to the Lord of the Rings. I knew it as New Line, but I thought New Line was bought out by WB. Who's to say? Keep um, waffling. I will check. It's. I mean, it was. Yeah, whatever it was, it was the the studios at the time. It was the start of trilogies. We need to make a trilogy of everything. There's a trilogy of Transformers movies. There's a trilogy of the the Matrix. Three is the big number, Um, which seems weird considering. But did the Wachowskis envision it as a continuing series from the get go, or no? Because I remember The Matrix was the first movie before we got to sort of modern what movies are. I remember it being the first movie where they went, this doesn't need a sequel. Mm. And like everyone was up in arms that movies don't just need to have sequels for the sake of it. What movies are they now going to plug extra movies onto for no apparent reason? Yeah. Especially when... um, Because... The Matrix, it's one of those series you can tell wasn't designed to split into bits because there is The Matrix and then Reloaded and, and Revolutions are two halves of the same movie. Yep. They, yeah, they Hobbit part two and three that. Yeah. Um, Did they, didn't they? did they shoot them in they tandem? Shot them in what? In tandem? tandem? Yeah. And that's the other thing that they did with like Lord of the Rings was all shot back to back. Yeah. Um, all three of them were... Uh, but that was by design because of how fucking huge it was. Um, also, remember that was the first Lord of the Rings was the first time I ever had to grapple the concept as a kid of going to the movies, having the movie finish, and knowing I had to wait at least a year to see yep. the next part of it. Yep. The Lord of the Rings and The Matrix were those two first experiences. Things for me. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, especially going into the second one where you knew there was already a third one on its way and it only came out a year later. Yeah. Um, and as a kid. Yeah. Like a year is forever. Yeah. Um, it. Yeah, getting to the end of the second one and having what, Neo wake up on the table. Oh no, having somebody wake up on the table in the Matrix and that's where it ended. It's like, wait, what? Oh yeah, there's another movie. Right. Mm. It ended like on a on a cliffhanger. Yeah, um, Neo uses the like yeah Wi-Fi thing to electrocute the robots that are about to kill them after he's lost his eyes, and then in using that power, he just like shorts himself out. Yeah, that's and right. And then I think they put him on a gurney, and then standing in the distance, looking at him is Smith and that other guy's body, and then yeah, just literally cut to to be continued and said like come back in 20 whatever for yeah 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 that's that's it <clears throat> um so yeah new line what do we know about that um are oh, they bringing back um the same dude as the um what's his name the merovingian oh that dude creepy, frenchman creepy french vampire dude yeah He's is Monica Bellucci still in? Yeah. Um, he's back. Yeah. And this as well. Yeah, because Warner Brothers was Harry Potter. That's not Harry Potter. Um, Warner Brothers was The Matrix, wasn't it? 
Uh, no, Warner Brothers apparently does have something to do with Lord of the Rings. New Line is responsible, but is a subsidiary. Yeah, you're right of Warner Brothers. Yeah, because I just remember that um, Warner Brothers games made all of the Lord of the Rings games. Yeah, the Shadows of Metal Earth. Yeah. Um, have you seen that? There's. I don't. I think I'm interested, which is surprising because I didn't think I care that much about Harry Potter, but. That rebank, that game. There's like a Harry Potter free roam game coming. Universe game. Yeah. It's. Is is Hogwarts um, trans hating confirmed? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, everybody. Yep. Trump says Supreme Court nominee will be a woman. Oh. No, that's. Not surprising because, as I understand it, the Republicans have their favorite already. Who happens to be a woman? Female conservative, yeah. Yeah. Amy Coney Barrett. No, oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, which is, yeah. It's just, that's just an entire shit show, right? It's um, the Republicans saying, yeah, we need to just put it through as fast as possible. What's the big deal? But when Obama tried to do it, it's like eight months before an election? Yeah, the Republicans. I dare you. Very much did the whole, he shouldn't do that, he should wait, we should wait till after an election when a more current like head of state can decide that. And now they're yeah, completely pretending that that's not how it should be done when it's their guy in there. Mm. And to be fair, it should have never have been done like that. It's like, Why does a democratically elected country have a council of fucking elders in charge of everything? That's, yeah, that is appointed by the president, who is a nominated official. Um, who in that country doesn't have to get more of the vote than another candidate to win because no. it's about... And they can appoint people for life yeah. into that role. That makes no sense. We don't... No, None of us support the 87-year-olds in our life. No. Like, no, no one wants them making decisions for us. These people should be in... Well, not old folks' homes because... You know, we none of us want to end up in an old folks' home one day, but they should be retired. They should yeah, not have they, any they should be control retired. on anything. Okay, that's all right. I think I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Speaking is Charlotte of With Relish fame. One half of the With Relish, she's the With and With Relish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have we moved on from Yeah, now we're talking about The Matrix. Because there's a fourth They're one. They're making a out. fourth one, and it's like a political intrigue drama with a love triangle. And none of the interesting people. No. Morpheus and Agent Smith aren't in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But it's it's Keanu Reeves playing a political no, role. Yeah, Keanu Reeves was like the empty thing that you could put yourself into when you watch the movie. Morpheus was the main character that everyone cared about. What? You're a monster. Do you want to do you want to do a little ads thing for With Relish? You know what's happening this season of With Relish? What are you talking about? What's the next episode? Come speaking to the mic. Spoilers. I mean, you could have just, you can't just come and say, hey, I host a show called With Relish with Jamie and 
we're on the same network as these guys and would like to advertise it to the listeners of Wide Shot. You got any fancy characters you've been workshopping you that you want to... But not in my voice. <laughs> do you have any characters that you've been workshopping that we can do like a comedy bang bang sort of yeah. play where you, you come want, in and play a character want, but really it's just you. You want to do some... <laughs> Are you the poor fucking chair of Christopher Nolan shit like we were doing before? <laughs> no, no, Chris, but hear me out. Chris, bro. Chris, hear me out. Chris, it's going to be in space, right? Chris, it's going to be in a bookcase. Chris, you're fucking laughing. He's going to be talking to his daughter, but there's going to be dust on Chris. the floor. And hear me out, though. Chris, hear me out. Guess who I've got to play the old man? Chris, hear me out. Guess who I've got to play the old man? It's Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's with relish. With relish, everybody. Yeah. Um, I assume the mics picked her up. Uh, yeah, she was only standing as far from us as she could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what were we talking about? Because the Matrix has you. Um, do we care that TikTok might get banned? Uh, not really. Um, although, another news. Do you, do you have you ever used it? Yeah, I downloaded it once to see what it. There's nothing of interest here. So basically you watch the one video that somebody told you to watch. Yep. And then it just seems to want to show you teenagers dancing <laughs> <laughs> skimpy much. clothing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want this. I don't want to be on the list. No. <laughs> don't put me on that <laughs> Not list. Not again. Don't put me on that list, Jerry. Um, Jerry, don't put me on that list. What do you want to call it? The um, oh, Instagram has been accused of uh, look, watching people through the cameras. While people are watching stuff on Instagram or Facebook have been accused of viewing people through the cameras. I mean, are we surprised? I'm not at all surprised, no. No. Um, that, that's something that always weirds me out about the Quest, yeah. which is Quest. pretty much a standard in most VR stuff, which is it detects what your eyes are looking at. Yeah. Um, you're not talking about the, um, the chain of New Zealand service departments known as Quest, right? It's the VR headset. The, the shitty motel chain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quest apartments. <laughs> Quest. Quest. Oh, no, I've got a Quest infection. <laughs> I Quest. Uh, um, yeah. So what what's concerns you about the Quest? Uh, yeah, it, it tracks your eyes. Yeah, of course it does. So it, it, it knows what in any given experience you are viewing, where your eyes are drawn, where they're tracking, what's the... Which... In the barest sense, has a relevance to how the game renders. For example, mm-hmm. if you make a really high quality game in VR, you can use the player's eye location to then put the focus there, and then you drop the focus the further out of that particular point, so it matches how a person's eyes focus on things, which reduces like you feeling like shit, eye fatigue and such. But it just gives everything to you. As far as Facebook's concerned, it's we check what your eyes are looking at and then sell that data to people so that they know how to better target our advertising. Know how to build their websites. Yeah. Um, using Squarespace. Squarespace. Steaming mad at dirt. dirt. Warm, dry, quiet. Um, Dances with wolves. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fucking ride. Wolves. <laughs> I thought I started doing that and then it wouldn't stop. I didn't realize you were making a noise. Uh, um, um, Raised by Wolves is a Ridley Scott joint. Mm. It is a ride. It is a ride of a show. He's EP. 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> He's EP. Ridley Scott is executive producer. He's EP. He also directed the first three episodes. Yeah, but the the like creative director, the general director, and the writer, mm-hmm. or one other dude, is not. Ridley <laughs> yeah, Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah. Everyone is calling this a Ridley Scott joint. It's mostly that guy. Well, it's like Steven Spielberg presents Animaniacs, to, right? Yeah, yeah. It happens to align with a lot of things we expect from Ridley Scott media. So everyone's calling androids it. with white blood. Yeah. Um, murder androids being murder androids, humans being scummy and religious. Um, I like the um, space when that when that guy's rewriting the main android lady. Yep, he's like looking through her body and her internal organs are literal physical digital storage. Yeah, yeah. So like, if he cuts the right bit out of her, that just takes away that those memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know whether it is or isn't, but it just seems like a cool concept. Yeah. Um, Data stored physically rather than... Also, there are I mean, is that not DNA to some degree? Yes. Yeah. But but DNA is like... Like every single molecule of DNA is a redundancy for all the other ones. Yeah. Whereas they are... But um, it also explains pretty much why in the Alien movies... Their insides are just random nonsense, seemingly. Just goop. Yeah. Yeah. There's no... Yeah, is he retroactively... Um, he's explaining shit and his other stuff yeah. through this. Yeah. 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 They just... They just kind of have a weird internal strata that doesn't really mean anything, and then they move. Have yeah. you noticed that? Yep. Because there's they... No, um, there's no mechanics to There's the no mind. actuators. There's no pistons. There's no artificial muscle by the look of it. Yeah, or is there? I mean, it could be entirely in the like skin layer. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no reason that they have to conform to logic like bones and muscles at all. No, we only keep in the premise of the show. They're only kept in human shape because we want them to be right. Yeah, we could have created giant um, spider robots to do yeah. everything for us and talk to us. Um, which hang on a second. There's a concept for a show or a movie. We create AI, but we do not make them human-shaped <laughs> or androids to service us, but we don't. they talk to us. Yeah. But it's very much like, not to, not quite the Christopher Nolan, you've got a giant talking, walking brick yeah. who um, talks and walks at you. But yeah, you've, you've, for some reason, you've designed a murder bot. <laughs> some sort of like mechanical, <laughs> mechanical Spider-Man. Um, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Day bow, bow. The um, yeah. Why, 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 Like a candle in the wind. Mm. Um, it seems like it's it's pushing sort of a narrative of an inversion. So you've got the humans who are religious. Yep. Love technology still, strangely. Are usurped um, by people that are not religious that hide among them. Yep. Those people are slowly having the religion proved to be real to them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the robot who was strictly atheistic has now inadvertently been given like her own creator narrative. Yep. 
and it's now fueling her behavior in negative ways even though realistically also her dogged atheism was being harmful as well yeah um and it's the short-sighted fallacy of the guy who built her to not realize that uh belief is not a crutch or, or something that humans it's 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 a control yeah if you take away belief a belief system and and tell a system not to believe in anything and force uh, uh, a series of non-belief upon things that do not want that uh, you're not going to end well no and it's also a, a, a dogged like atheist structure is a belief system exactly it's, they they littered the yeah the 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 series is littered through uh, throughout sorry throughout the episode it's uh the episodes of the it's littered um with the dialogue that the robots have with each other about we we don't believe in that this mm. is the atheistic way it's like okay well you're just saying the same nonsense with different words yeah um also i i like that the, the science robots... of today was not you know was fantasy 100 years ago so it's yeah. all it's all just going to end up with yep soul is a god mm. did visit us millennia ago um you should have never stopped worshiping him or do it doesn't matter to him because what he was was beyond you fourth dimensional being who knows yeah that sounds pretty ridley scottish yeah i was um uh, he's scottish <laughs> i was kind of hoping it would go down a line of uh whether the religion is proved to be something factual and logical yeah because i think that's the next step for that like a long lost civilization off into the stars that we never yeah, thought a, to you know metachlorians like an existing microbial race that is a hive mind that guides that can sp- oh yeah because they're all hearing mm. they're all hearing voices right so what the fuck is that What's i don't know what about? was the rock that set the man on fire yeah that's the other thing right there's the entire there's shit on this planet that was not there before they got here campion is clearly the the chosen one yeah like if he turns out to not be it's an intentional misdirect yeah um i, I don't know what it means it's not him it's the rape child of the girl who's pregnant um true it's the other path they can take also, uh, that helmet, that whole concept of that helmet and the Android thing is really cool. I like that, yeah. Especially when he's just spouting um, religious nonsense yeah. into the... And when he's staring at that main guy, while well, that main guy's like not... Like he shouldn't be aware of him, but he's looking straight at him yeah. and he just can't see his face. Is Travis Fimmel just crazy in real life? He just seems like the kind of guy he was, right? He's just... But, that actor has never not played characters who just kind of have that bug-eyed kind of weird wayward eyes and don't react yeah. normally to any stimulus. And yet, when he was in the simulation, like tra- that, that was his character words. on um, Vikings. Vikings, yeah. But when he's traveling, when he starts playing with that kid, him and his wife, that's the. I was like, oh, he is normal. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, I like that plot point too. That idea. Like the fact that you stowed they, away on this ship, um, you didn't realize what they'd be doing is actually just plugging you into a simulation where time stands still. So it's going to feel like 12 years for you because that's yeah. how long it takes to travel. So you're going to spend 12 years in a simulation, not aging, but growing. Their son is 20. Yeah. He's just in an eight-year-old's body. Yep. They fell Which, in love with that kid. <laughs> yes. They, they, they murdered his parents. They stole their identities. And now they just consider themselves that kid's parents. Yep. And 
initially she was against it. He was like, well, this is this is what we've signed up for, so he's our son now. Yeah. But now they actually are his parents, yeah. basically. Yeah. And he could clearly tell that something was off, but even still has learned to accept those people as his parents. Yeah. Because they were better parents to him than his real parents. Yeah. Um, does an eight-year-old who's eight for 12 extra years retain the mentality of an eight-year-old? Um, like, cause I, sure, yeah, the master, cause that little Chinese girl or Asian girl is still acting like a little kid. No, I, I know. I know they do in the show. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. saying. Oh, that, conceptually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, so um, big question there is, is, well, is your brain's physical rest- development related to how you can perceive things to the point where even if you spent too long with the same brain, you wouldn't functionally mature. Well, that's the idea of arrested development, right? That if you think back when you were a kid, one one year did feel like a lifetime. Mm. You've got no real concept of time. Yeah, um, so what is... a certain point. So if you were stuck in that point of brain development as a 12 or 13-year-old, yeah, if your brain didn't develop, you'd entirely still just think you're 12 13 like your your concept of your brain wouldn't actually change i wouldn't think so you would be that forever but i think a certain amount of human brain development is based on time spent like it takes us about 20 years to get to a reasonably high level of cognitive function because we need a enough we need stimulus and input in order to like condense on top of each other and build something with any depth and to it. Time builds patience and yeah. self awareness and reflective so, behavior. But if you never reflect. Yeah, I mean, so arguably they may just not be capable of that because they still have kid brains. Mm. <laughs> it's almost like you don't have your own radio show. <laughs> it's with relish, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's timing her ad breaks nicely. She is. I'm not going to edit those out. <laughs> Don't. It's so vaguely. Oh, look at the mud and chops on that bad boy. Yeah, and he's. I'm just looking at Logan's I, I, Legos. I made, I made sure to not get any with actual Hitler moustaches. No, no Nazi armbands. There were Lego men with Nazi armbands. Jesus. Sets. Yeah, Logan bought um, Chinese Lego World War Two Lego uh, during lockdown, uh, and there's a lot of SS branded stuff out there on the internet that you can buy. It's not good. He didn't buy any of that. No, but there is. You can get full on. Yeah, one of them. Not Patterns saying it tank. was Hitler, but he did have that mustache and an armband on. <laughs> it was tailored by Hugo Boss. Yep. Hugo. But there's yeah. I got a couple of Russian ones and a couple of German ones. Hey, let's get the old cigar. It's it's definitely Stubble. like cheap ass plastic Whoa. compared to real Lego. Man down. So we do a Lego recreation of the um, movie Fury. Yes. Which um ah oh, in Complete separate unrelated. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I was going to say on the Shia on the um pivot to Shia LaBeouf. On the LaBeouf front. There's a um there's a video uh out there of a like a table read of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, set up by like Sean Penn and Matthew McConaughey who are both in that movie. So it just has a bunch of currently famous people hmm. playing different roles, but. Um, Shia LaBeouf is playing the Sean Penn Stoner character and he's just right. blazed out of his fucking skull 
Like everyone's at the table doing their little bit from each of their respective Zoom meeting. And he's actually just... And he's blazed out smoking weed in the back of his truck <laughs> in his garage, wearing full like... Um, Regalia. Yeah, shark sunglasses and shit and staying in character the entire time. And most of his interactions seem to be with Ray Liotta, which is even better. <laughs> Fuck. Crazy fucking Ray Liotta. Um, I, so they're all committing to their bits, but he's yeah. he's gone the extra mile. Ish, yeah. Um, and when I say that, it's like you've got like Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Julia Roberts all reading different role parts. Some that they played, some that they obviously didn't. Mm. It's not them. Matthew McConaughey still playing his Matthew McConaughey part just as the bit. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, and then Shia LaBeouf just uh, stealing the scenes. Why it's, is he in there? It's for charity. Oh, it's for it's for voter uh, awareness thing. So they just pulled together people who were keen to do it. Oh, okay. Do a table read. Um, but it was facilitated by Sean Penn. Right. Who was in the original movie but isn't reading. He's just watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, and having a good time just smoke, chain smoking cigarettes while watching everyone else act. Um, but Dane Cook is like presenting it. It's his little network thing that he does now. Dane Cook's face looks fucking weird now. Yeah, Dane Cook's had a facelift. Oh, yeah, a lot. He's gone carrot top. Like yeah, his, and his, um, he's gone Cro-Magnon with the top part of his head where it's just like an extra layer, layer away from his face now. There's no eyebrows. It's just, it's just meaty forehead. It's weird. Tiny yeah. dime eyes. Doesn't look good. Somebody had some good joke about him actually having... Like, he wouldn't have aged poorly. I don't understand no. why he did that to himself. I think... I mean, his girlfriend's like 20. I think he felt the need to keep up. Try True, there was that period where Ben Affleck had clearly had a lot of Botox and his face was not moving, but he's clearly let that one go because now he looks like a normal human being again. Yeah. But for a while, his five head looked like a 12 head. And just had no lines on it whatsoever. I'm like, that's not your head, man. No. That's what are you doing? Um, like, he was vaguely balding during Goodwill Hunting. He yeah. ain't now. No. Is it um, Joel McHale's definitely had hair plugs and just openly talks about it? Yeah. And he's like, I can't hide this from people. No. And he's it's, also in a, the awkward position of um, getting paid to make fun of people's appearances for no, a living in vanity but his his hairline is part of what people know him as at this point yeah. so even if he got hair plugs he has to maintain a slightly balding hairline while doing it yeah yep yep so that's the thing um what would be what else we've got oh raise bubbles that's what we're talking about mm. um where do you think it's going uh yeah, I genuinely don't know. I think there's... Uh, obviously, aliens exist. That's not a thing that even needs to be disputed in this, but I think there are um, other intelligent life forms out there. Obviously, there has to be. There's things that they're finding out there littered throughout space. That Do you think those not, little crawly things are actually intelligent? I think they might have been, and what's happened is they crashed here. Like whatever they are, the remnants of whatever used to be a. I'm just spouting this off the top of my head. Maybe, I, maybe I they're think the remnants we're going of an to intelligent find society. The Asian girl from the first group of kids yep. that they thought fell in a hole yep. has actually been raised by that race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, they're definitely human esque. Yeah, the um, humanoid, which I don't think you get a humanoid physical shape without intelligence. I no. don't think. There was something behind the eyes when they looked directly at the people. 
Mm. Um, they all live underground for some reason. They showed them eating moss out of those like vents. Yeah, so they're not strictly uh, carnivorous or, or violent predators. Um, no, and the one that... If anything, seen... they could be sending their hunters to take them out. So, well, The, the only one that almost attacked a person was pregnant. Where do you think it's going to go? Um, I mean, uh, the biggest question is what happens once the parents... Is that the biggest question, back. Logan? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I don't know, and I haven't tried to work it out. And I don't You're want just to, to be, or need to. Yeah. yeah, you just want to enjoy it for the journey. I enjoy that it is. happening at me. I enjoy it being a mystery. I enjoy that you are given an appropriate amount of new information as time goes on. Yep. What do you posit as the reason for the actual... I know we've gotten glimpses of the war and the fall of humanity etc mm. just purely being religion is there have any thoughts there i think it was very interesting and specific that the religious were the ones with the really high high quality technology yeah i'm still trying to figure out while how the those atheists worlds... were like the pots and pans robots kind of guys yeah, yeah like um growing uh yeah growing things in a in a secret green greenhouse sort of thing uh and whereas the um, the the religious kept themselves like they had ideas of purity and stuff and keeping technology out of their bodies, yeah. You have the atheists are uh, making child soldiers by jamming like electro pack things onto their backs that give them super strength. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. There is something that happened that led to the ones that should be the proprietors of the best tech to be the ones that are like the underdogs that are having to sell out all their morals to yeah um what what if it happens to turn out that soul is like an ai system um that fuck yeah it, maybe if, it's a militarized ai system maybe if if anything i would expect that the um It'll come back around in a very sort of alien covenant type of way where um, you know, humanity in some weird way are their own progenitors or something like that. Yeah, or that like Kepler-22b was the original Earth. Yeah. You guys left here yeah. um, eons ago and for some reason you've decided to come back here because yeah, it had the best like signs the, of life. It's like, yeah, of course it did because you were here, you fuckwits. Yeah, How those weird crawly that? things are like the humans that didn't leave or... Yeah. Um, interbreeding with god knows what and yeah just evolving to sit over mil- millions of years yeah um just uh, we've still got those giant fucking sandworm things we've never seen one alive they've obviously been extinct but they live so like their bones are so close to the surface and their holes are still left throughout the earth that uh, is that what the holes are implied to be yeah that those things created them to move through the tunnels like they created a tunnel system but i don't know they also under the surface is extremely hot and extremely radioactive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're still willing to go down there at times. Will they ever interact with the alien's capsule ever again? Ah, yeah, right. Uh, the, the robot's capsule. They I don't watched know. it tip and fall. Well, yeah, first episode, it set itself up like those other um, embryos. Cause didn't she get play them out when she fell down and... When she saw the boy fall and she rushed down and grabbed him, she also looked down and saw 
what was left of it, I thought, and pulled things out of it. I don't remember that happening. I thought she waited up and realised it was too hot for her to go down that far. Maybe. Otherwise, I, I feel know. like that would have been the first thing. Also, that why is Campion immune to radiation? Yeah. It yeah. could be that he just happened to be not perfectly immune, but immune to the food. Because it was the, it turns out it's the the food that was leaching the, the radiation, right? Yeah, the seeds within the potato things they were eating, um, and the which is yeah, I liked that explanation. It's like yeah, because yeah, you eat the tested. seeds of fruit that we grow today. It's like it's poisonous. Don't fucking eat that. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that they were like, oh, we actually tested the fruit itself. We just never tested the seeds, so we yeah. didn't know. Like it. Very small oversight, but one you would have thought that humans would have been. It's ironic that this is so well and concisely and logically written, considering like Alien Covenant and Prometheus. Yeah, well, it's a different writer. It's the one sole dude writing it all. Yeah. What was um, the name of the of the dude um, person who's the Mel Brooks? Um, the the main writer. It's the it's the leftovers guy, isn't it? Uh, you're thinking of Alien Covenant and Prometheus was written by uh, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, that's what I was asking. And um, the strain that Guillermo del Toro produced vampire TV show. This is not him. Raised yeah, by Wolves I don't not, understand but. why Lindelof can write. Leftovers works because Leftovers is about people coping with what life throws at them and the actual yep. mystery is relevant. So Leftovers is also based on a book. So, oh, so it's an adaptation. First two seasons are pretty clearly just an adaptation of the books. But the third, by the third season where things start to get really wacky and mystical, it's like, guy oh, that's pure Lindelof. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what my point was, though, is it feels like when Lindelof is writing his own story, you get something quite thought-provoking and interesting. Yeah. Tron Legacy. Did he write that? Oh, no, it wasn't him, actually. That was um, some other lost writers. Oh, but um, by comparison, yeah, Prometheus especially and Alien Covenant are just weirdly ham-fistedly bad. Yep. For no... It it seems like it was written by the machine that is Fox wanting another Aliens movie and then uh, hiring people who really wanted to work on that shit because they're genuine sci-fi tech peep nerds and grew up with it all. But then folks are like, well, no, what we want you to write is something that's going to make money. Mm. Not something that... Because, yeah, well, Alien they, created this massive franchise for it, but it's not... Ridley Scott's Alien is not what we liked. We liked James Cameron's yes, Alien. That, that was the other baffling thing was... Um, yeah, Ridley Scott made a horror movie with some vague links to shit. James Cameron made a douchey action movie that was apparently set in the same universe, but basically just features the same monsters and technological art style. Yeah. And Aliens 2 was the video game adaptation of Alien. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah. And it's... Um, Our audiences are too dumb to just sit back and watch. They need to feel like something's being done about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, Alien ran its course. You can't... Just do Alien 2 and have two aliens on a ship killing people. Doing the same thing. It, oh, so they just made a clear decision to, wh- to rather than follow the alien, follows, why follow Ripley. Why did they go, right? we yeah. want to retell the grey areas of this 
series story. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to the original guy who his movie with its plot, yes, seeded these things, but didn't care about them because they were relevant to the plot and never touched on them. Why mm. would you not go back and get um, some weird combination of Cameron and Scott to like draw Flesh the out a universe, right? Which is what they wanted as a well, universe. Cameron made a universe because Cameron is all about this movie can be a franchise. I can make this much. I can release it at this time and it will project this much box office takings. Like that's yeah. the kind of director he is. Yeah. Ridley Scott's more like a yesteryear version of, um, uh, what's the guy we were talking about in the last episode? Tenet. Uh, yeah. Nolan. He, he's more like a yesteryear Nolan. It's just, this guy is really good. If we give, throw money at him, he will make a big epic rollicking film. Mm-hmm. And Alien 1 was more like his like first big shot in the biz type of movie where he was like a sophomore album. It was yeah. really... Yeah. I think it's easier to potentially get Ridley involved with those things because that dude is a workhorse. He releases one movie a year. Like there was a period in the 2000s where he did a movie a year over the course of 10 years. Do you know why? Why? Because he's an advertising director. Ah, so he is like a... He is a worker. That's why he can make movies at that kind of pace because he understands a, a advertising timeline. Ah, that makes he, sense. He did like, you know, mid to high budget ads. Mm. And so he understands the concept of you write it, you storyboard it, you shoot it, you do post, you release it, and it's done. And mm. you make sure that flows through and that goes as quickly and streamlined as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Whereas, yeah, James Cameron is all about, no, I'm going to make things. Uh, money, please. And you'll see me in 10 years' time when I've built the technology using the entire yeah. film's budget to prove that I can make this movie now. Yeah, don't worry. basically I will force make your you... hand to be like, you've still got to make the movie. Yeah, don't worry. I will make you a lot of money, but basically I'm just using your resources to do something I want to do. Yeah. You'll get your movie, but I want to go to the bottom of the yeah. ocean first. Why? Uh huh. Why? Why does your movie need a billion dollar budget? I want to buy a submarine. Yeah. What? 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 This? This is not a movie uh, about the ocean. I like fish. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do James, a sequel to my. No, I like fish. I want to go to the ocean. I'm gonna do a sequel to my to my you know fucking space cats in the jungle movie, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna put them in the fucking water. Why? No, no, James, you, you can't put them in the water. That's... No, I, I, I want to put them in the fucking water, I'll right? get Sigourney back. It's fine. Yeah. And that... What's Sigourney got to do with this? This is an alien's movie? No. That That's tall prick, space he got, a, he got a body too. Yeah. That tall cunt. Yeah. Fuck, no, is his name. Play some side characters and some other shit. <laughs> if you fucking cracker, mate. Oh, I'm going to call it unobtainium. Ugh. You know, what's the bit that actually makes it into the movie? James Willett? Yeah, we, we used all the money to go to the bottom of the ocean, so we can't hire writers to unwrite on Obtanium. <laughs> so we've got to go with it. Do we, though? Can't you change the words? Nah. Why? I need a submarine. So I've, I've got the perfect Australian everyman. Yeah, go on then. We're going to build this entire franchise on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Dunno. Fuck. I can't Who are you? His name. Dunno. We're gonna we're gonna do a remake of Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> gonna put him in it. 
Charisma Void? Yeah. No one Love watched it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're bringing him back for the sequel. We're going to take Zoe Saldana. Don't put color, like you leave her skin tone alone, James. We're, no, we're going no, to we're gonna color in. I'm going to make a blur. We're color in. Make a blur she's, yeah. she's got the perfect skin tone that we can basically sub her skin tone out for anything else. Uh, oh, Disney's on the line. They've got, they heard what <laughs> they listened into our conversation and they've got some ideas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that probably works worst with white people. You're right. I'm going to cut this together with some other bits, other snippets of the episode. What works best with white people? Making them look like aliens. Well, so you you put um, what's your name? The the it's I don't know. It's it's almost like you white people make the best androids. Well, I would think if you have darker skin, it would give ass. your face more um, more of a natural contrast for the sake of light absorption, which means your, your facial features stand out and aren't diminished once you change the color palette involved. Right. Whereas if you've got a white person, I think you paint over them and all of a sudden just their eyes look too small and like everything just Yeah, you just see a giant bright blue eyes, yeah. <laughs> green eyes. Like um, um or squinty green what's eyes. What's the yeah. Scottish girl that played the robot sister in Thanos? Oh yeah, Karen Bad Gillan. The hand grenade. Karen Gillan. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Shwashe Lorne. Shwashe. Shush Ron. Shush Ronan. Shush. Seesaw Ronan. Hmm. Ocean foam, Ronan. She, <laughs> she did that movie about moving to Manhattan and leaving her old life in Ireland behind. Made in Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was the setup. Congratulations for finding the punchline. I did it. I did it. I did you want? Wait, uh, no, but hear me out though, right? It's going to be a love interest movie with Jennifer Lopez, okay? Yep. And Ray Fiennes. You're going to put Ray Fiennes, make him the male lead as a joke. See if anyone notices. Only if he says self-defense isn't murder. <laughs> enough is enough. Enough is enough. Uh. Charlotte constantly quotes fine dining back to me. Ray? Yes, Joseph? Are we... Are we respected? Yes, of course, Joseph. Tell me, brother, are we loved? Yes, brother. (laughs) Fine dining. (laughs) It's an alarm for the yesterday's nap. (laughs) Uh, So that's um. I mean, that's your raised by wolves. What else we watching? We're watching the boys, aren't we? Yeah, I've only seen the first three. Oh, you haven't even watched the fourth one yet. No, the, the second series, the second week of Chunk. Chunk Hunger. Is it, how's it doing? Because like, Raised by Wolves is really weird because it went three, and then it goes two, then yeah. it goes two, then it goes one. They're both Amazon shows. Is is boys doing so like three and then two and then two? and? 
Uh, no, it three, it three. Was, I think it was just Amazon style. It was Raised by Wolves HBO or is it Amazon? HBO, isn't it? Sorry, they are two different networks. Um, uh, is it? They yeah. dropped on the same week. And so what they both did, God knows why they both ended up doing this, but they dropped the first three episodes each and then it's going to be weekly. So Raised by Wolves, we got the first three episodes dropped and then it's been one every week. Since. No, Raised by Wolves is first time drops three episodes, second time drops two episodes, next time drops two episodes, then the last ah. episode's on its own. I didn't notice that. It's on um, Wikipedia, like list of episodes, the release dates are clumped. Uh-huh. So you might be an episode behind, eh? No, I watched the first three episodes and then four and five, and that's where we're at, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you have seen them all. Yep. So boys is three and then one, 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 one. Yeah. Yep. Three to loop you in to get you up to speed and, and cover the main plot of the season and get things rearing to go and then drip feed you the other five episodes. You know, I will say about boys season two, I am disappointed that they had to break down the like cool mystique of, what's the guy in charge? Uh, Billy Butcher. Billy Butcher. Yeah. They've... By everyone turning on him and him going, all right, fine, I'll play along with the group and be nice, mm-hmm. it undermines what's cool about his character. Yeah, he's meant to go against the grain the entire way through. Yeah, and he's meant and to prove just... It, prove everyone wrong. Yeah, he's yeah. meant to be a cunt. He's meant to disappear from the scene and then come back at the end and go, yeah, no, like, I caused all of this to happen in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of... It loses that a little bit, doesn't it? Because, well, I mean, that was all around the preface that he had no fucks to give at that point because he didn't have yeah. a, his wife had been murdered. Now he's got something to live for. So he's like, yeah, okay, that's true. There's, there's more. To, I, I don't just have an end game, which is a suicide mission to kill Homelander. Yeah. And I might have said this in a previous episode, but fucking props to the show showing the character before he is who he is now. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a different person. Billy Butcher, you mean? Because oh, what no. does everyone do with reboots of characters? They go, this is the origin story where you learn how Han Solo became Han Solo or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And these people are always the exact same person from day dot, apparently. Of course, because they've been written by people who were just in love with the character since they were children. Yeah, and you don't can't... want to under, undermine, unless they're a, a Ryan Johnson type, where yeah. the idea is to completely deconstruct and not reconstruct the idea of a character anymore. Um, no, they're in love with the story and the person that they become. So they they work and you also just there. can't give screen time to not the character everyone knows and loves. So you just don't. You just have an origin story yeah. where that same character is played by somebody else in the young. And frankly, not time. your call to make about um, if you're doing a prequel about somebody's origin story. Talk to the person that wrote the character to begin with and ask them well, what would you th- what, what what's your idea of where this younger version of this character is if they're still alive. Ask them. I bet George Lucas has very specific ideas of what he wanted out of Han Solo if, as a younger man. Yeah. And that's like probably a space farmer on blum, blum, blum. Yeah. Well, I wanted him to be basically just a, a working class slave type where he was not trapped on one planet, but he was basically doing shit to make ends meet. Right. Who knows? Like, Does that not? So what we got is nothing like what? I don't think just so. Don't know. Just no. It went through so many different versions of the Disney machine with two sets of writers and directors. After they was fired um, Lord and Miller, who did Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which was a terrible mistake. Yeah. And now um, they're going on to make something pretty substantial. It, it was clearly designed to be a um, 
like it clearly needs to foil him. Yeah, of course it does. It's like he's he's that that was uh, I don't know. It, I why make a movie about going back to explain why he is who he was in a movie and then immediately follow that up with uh, sequels thirty years after the fact that you met this person and you don't actually get to understand the journey of him becoming just a middle aged man not involved in anything. The, the Rebel Alliance, you know, the freedoms, skip 30 years ahead, he's a different person again. Yeah. With no journey in there. It's just he, he had a son who grew up to be evil. Well, see, J.J. Abrams didn't Ugh. didn't even put the characters in there. He just put the actors back in there because he knew that would get bums and seats. There's no... Reason for them to be there. They're not playing characters. This isn't a continuation of the character you knew and love. Um Star Wars is a place and time and people need to accept that. Even the prequels, like, for everything wrong with them, and honestly, a lot of that would be solved if you just made them now. Yep. Um, At least they follow characters. Well, they, they actually said Star Wars doesn't just have to be Rebels versus... No. There's no... There's no, oh, we've... The, the Empire is back somehow mm-hmm. with that, what they like you mean like the good government turned on the people again no the government got blown up wait so we're not just following the story existing... of Luke after the fact trying to rebuild the rebuild um, the republic no, no we're going to introduce new characters who are even more special than Luke and then do nothing with them yep. and then based on focus testing start pulling all these old actors back to the center of the film instead of using them as side characters to usher in the new cast. Mm-hmm. Leia, um, Daisy Ridley confirmed that she was meant to be, um, they said that her parentage changed it was meant to be Kenobi, multiple wasn't it? times. Yeah. Kenobi, Skywalker, she... Yeah, she auditioned with um, when she first signed on. She said it was Kenobi. It was meant to be your father. Mm. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, I don't know. The Oh, yeah. In fact, there was um, listening to the Kevin Smith podcast about this again because uh, what's his name? Um, who, who plays Finn? John Boyega. Yeah, he's, he's he's getting a lot of press in ways that I really hope doesn't make him the Kaepernick of the film industry. Like, yeah. he's getting fucked over in so many ways just for standing up for something and i really hope that at the end of all this he actually still gets to be in movies yep same because he's fucking good uh, he's not happened? saying anything that's untrue either but did you hear about the perfume company thing no so he it was like it was like joe malone london of london is mm-hmm. like a perfume brand in england yep. owned by Estee lauder yep they shot an ad campaign with him, which he wrote and directed and starred in, which mm-hmm. involves like, I haven't watched the ad, but it includes like shots of his hometown and a part of London and like shots of his own family. Mm-hmm. But you know how China hates the blacks? Yep. Yeah. So Steve Lauder copied John Boyega's film showing his... Oh, the concept. Got somebody else to write and direct it with took, Asian. No, with... Took the entire same thing. Yep. Replaced him with a Chinese actor... Still had shots of the guy hanging out with his own family, not mm. John Boyega's yeah, family, yeah, yeah. obviously. So, but did a shot for shot remake yes. rather than just like that's a really cool concept. Released I like the idea of a, of a locally respected person of fame telling us their story 
and leaving letting us see a little bit into their into their life that's a cool ad campaign let's do that for other markets with people in those areas who are respected so like if they did it in new zealand let's grab taika waititi to do one with his family or you know it's like that would be an approach so therefore yes. it's not racism <laughs> and you you could have let john boyega direct all of those yeah or put it into the hands of people who are writer directors filmmakers actors yeah. and go here's your backyard yeah. tell us about yourself but no this was one guy directs an ad campaign for yeah. the world that's what he's told that it's for yep. the world yep. in china they made a shot for shot remake of it without his input without his knowledge yeah 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 released it IP, didn't they yeah. yeah and he found out that there's like a chinese version of his ad made by a steel order london not mm. by the chinese part so London decided that they London knew to do that, that it wouldn't play well in China because right. yeah, China is not traditionally great with African people of African descent. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just replaced them with which you know the way to beat that expose them to it anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I mean, have you ever seen the the Star Wars posters when they yep. diminish the size of his? Yep. Well, that was going to be my next comment. Is like, do you think the, the reason Disney machine he stops being a core character as that plot goes on? Do you think that's specifically because he doesn't test well in China? It's probably a deciding factor in it. But like you, the Disney machine, the marketing machine of that was the first image that you saw of the new Star Wars everything. Surprise, John Boyega landing on planet. A black stormtrooper yeah. standing up in the desert, looking terrified. Um, and that was your first introduction to Star Wars in 20 years. And you're like, what the it, fuck? It, it, and people fell in love with it. And then immediately, gone. Like, yeah. no, no more of that. But we're going to sell you on the idea that anyone can be a Star Wars. Anyone. And, but, like, just to get you in the theatre, build hype. But really, no. It's your basic character. But actually, character. we just made a new hope again. Yep. And... It's his story. Even... Like that's the. Th- I would have much preferred. He's three supposed to be the main with character. Him, him and Poe, and then, um, if anything, you could have you could have had Daisy Ridley's character come through those movies at some point as this mysterious quantity or entity that has Jedi powers. No one's seen those in decades. Um, you know, since Luke gave up. Like, is this a Luke-driven person? She's like, I'm not with Luke. She's a she's a Kenobi. She was raised on Tatooine and what she's been doing is setting up not the rebel alliance but do, not doing what Luke was trying to do which is to re-establish the Jedi order but she's mm. that neutral zone yeah um, where she's coming through using force powers for good but um, influencing things from her own way like a Keno- like Kenobi would have raised her to do yeah that's your movie and then the and so she's um, almost like a rogue like a Ronin yeah it's she comes through and she's got all the special powers and shit but she's like I'm here to achieve an end game, which is find Luke. But that's not the driving force of the movie. Yeah. I'm just here to say, if you find Luke, we can save this 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 war. We can make this happen. But John Boyega and Poe Dameron, you, you guys are the crux of this making this work. You're the new face of the Alliance. You need to make this work. Yeah. Well, um, they literally... I don't know where I'm going either, but I'm with you. I'm not an outcast, but you know, Kenobi's dead. Yeah. Well, he, you can tell what Disney wanted point, to do. What am I do. supposed to do? Yeah. Disney wanted to go, this is your new Han, Luke, and Leia. Yeah. We'll ease you into them by bringing in the old people so you know what this is. Mm. But then they just... It it was a mix of what felt like they lost interest Mm -hmm. and they were too afraid to try. They couldn't have any of those characters have any 
um, real adversity. For some reason, they worked themselves into a corner with Daisy Ridley's character that we've made her seem like she's special to young girls all over the world. And because of woke culture, we're terrified of making it seem like she has to earn it now. Do you think that's what? Not in the back. Not, and then there's not the an like, intrinsic um, or, a, or a, a purposeful approach, but that's definitely and, where it ended up um, coming from. It's like, yeah. what do you... Why, why? And then she and Poe were... Like, they... they Started off a weird like love triangle. Yep. Then they marginalized Poe, uh, not Poe, what's his name? John Berger's character? Finn. Finn, yeah. They like marginalized them, Poe and Finn, into a weird like maybe gay thing yeah. for the sake of. Which from day one, you could have just said, look, Poe Dameron, ace fighter pilot, cocky, suave, Han Solo type character who's been doing this a little bit longer than everyone else, but isn't interested. Gay, day one. But not necessarily no. hunting after one of the main characters. Yeah, but all they regard. did was just, we're not going to say it. Yeah. But also, you can't have your cake and eat it too on that because you brought Finn into the movie yep. and made him instantly have really good on-screen chemistry and a clear interest in um, Daisy Ridley's character. Mm-hmm. And then they arbitrarily throw in five minutes of Poe's ex-wife for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Which is just seemingly to get um, Kerry Russell on screen because as a friend of JJ Abrams, because just... everyone knows that JJ Abrams puts all his friends in things just to give them a bit of screen time, and so they can uh, cash a check and say they were in Star Wars. Yeah, exact same reason. Um, what's his name? Dominic Monaghan. Monaghan's in it. Yeah, it's just um, it's it's Disney going. It, it, almost every single element of these movies is they just jangle some keys in front of the audience. Mm-hmm. Cool helmet. Yeah. And cool it's ship. And it's all... Not which, force powers, but cool sword. And mm. we're not going to actually commit to any of these elements, but if we hear that you like any of them in particular, we will raise the volume of that element in the next movie. Yeah. And, and turn down the Vietnamese actors in the second one yeah, because we yeah. did not like what you thought about her. Yeah. It, Instead of just vehemently like defending her and making her a character through and through or maybe just stop introducing characters. And then, and they pointed out too that she her character for no real reason... So if, if Finn died in that second movie, yep. it completes his character arc. He proves that he's not a programmed machine. Yep. He gets to die a hero. He gets to save the people he cares about. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't have him in the third movie doing nothing. Yeah. But no, we can't do that because let's face it, if Disney's involved, he was basically there so that, um, you know, black kids can have a, a sense of connection to Star Wars. Just like apparently the only reason Daisy Ridley's there is because we need to get girls into Star Wars now. Yep. All these characters, uh, I mean, at least Lucas sold the shit out of toys and merchandised everything, but actually made some movies people like. Imagine if the first film followed um, Finn's character trying to weasel his way out of um, the new Legion or whatever the fuck they're called, um, actively interacting with his group of orphan um, stormtrooper peeps that he met in the third movie and that's actually what he's trying to navigate is getting him and his brothers and sisters out of the empire yep. the new empire knowing full well what they're doing is building what was destroyed 30 years ago 
like oh god all these new neoliberal not neoliberal um <laughs> neo-nazi um alt-right yep. typers now have all the money and resources that we were terrified these people getting again but there's been a whole generation of just yeah, but even that all does that's it lost, all but have what, to boil down to another fucking death star no it shouldn't have what it should have been is like oh you know it's the political right <laughs> rising up again to want to take over that's the story uh, you've got people who grew up in that system going, fuck, this is fucked. This is, we're orphans. We're picked up by these people to yeah. go do shit and just fill seats and, and be bodies on the, on the on the battlefields for whatever the, it is the fuck that we're still doing after the Empire actually fell for some reason. But you just intersect that with Poe Dameron being, coming through with different things saying, the fuck, you guys are in my way. <laughs> I'm trying to blow up this fucker. Yeah. Help, help me or you're in, you're out. All that kind of thing. There's a little bit of, um, like that's the main driving force. Uh, what's his face? Fucking uh, Kylo Ren's like the fuck you doing? No, 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 no! I'm gonna hunt you fuckers down while this is all playing out. Put it all on the same fucking planet, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, you know, uh, for the most part, it's like it's them hunting them, and then what comes through in this, maybe in the third uh, arc of the first movie, is the mysterious uh, Daisy Ridley Kenobi type character is like, yeah, oh, you've been hunting people like rats with your fucking force force powers and your red lightsaber acting like you're the uh, hottest like emo kid alt-right motherfucker out here because you've got the ak-47 right now yeah no no guess what blue lightsaber we're still here motherfucker jedi have been here this whole time then she like wipes the floor with him a little bit which feels justified because you don't know what she's capable of because she yeah. comes in blind as a mysterious fucking samurai type yeah teaches him a lesson realizes she's using a move that luke taught him Hmm. thinks that Luke taught her, freaks out, and that's what pushes them at, at each other, is Luke being in the center. No, no, she learned that through Kenobi, right. who taught Luke that, and it just so happens that it's all just leading together and they're misrepresenting both sides. And yeah, the older generations are kind of influencing the new ones inadvertently. Yeah. While they're all still trying to build out, taking down the Empire hmm. and doing stuff like that. There's a movie. And then yeah. you just do that over the course of three movies. I mean, but they they wanted to have the Empire you know and love, but... but new, yeah, it was new masks. They wanted to create something yep. new. So It's all about marketing, right? They but, wanted toys, they wanted they found new masks, the existing new sword types. It's fan just, fiction shit to get there. Yep. The fan fiction already had a road to how you have an existing Empire. Yep. After Darth Vader and everyone, the Emperor were all killed... A certain amount of them, they still had very specific political values. They still had a very specific power structure. Yeah. They continued on. They were called the Imperial Remnant. Yeah. They still flew around in Star Destroyers and tried to fucking subjugate people. Yep. The plot of Daisy Ridley and um, Adam Driver's characters being like a forced dyad. Mm. That's Jaden and Jaina Solo. Yep. That was the plot line that became that. Just fucking use that plot. Mm-hmm. I get then you might have to pay some people some money. Oh, that's another way that you do the Luke and Leia kind of dynamic with the twins and, and two sides of the same coin sort of thing. If you introduced Daisy Ridley's character as this mysterious, well-trained, kind yeah. of actually quite cold and ruthless, effective woman, you've got, there's your Leia um, counterpart from the old yeah. series where you've got this really headstrong, capable military leader at the age of fucking 20, running the show, or almost running the show. Um, but you've got that in a warrior, a Jedi warrior. And the inverse is Adam Driver's character, who's just 
yeah, not like a proto Darth Vader, but an immature antithesis to the Jedi mm. Order. Someone who's trying to um, reignite and remaintain what he knows to be the brutalist regime that yeah. killed his grandfather and all of that kind of shit. So there is family history there, but I feel like you could have done a hell of a lot more with that relationship to be like, no, no, you guys are twins. We separate, kind of like, hey, you remember how Luke and Leia got separated at birth? Yeah, we kind of had to do it with you two too. Because when Luke, when Leia and Han had you two, mm. Luke picked up on the fact that you guys were fucking nuts or like there was just so much Jedi force dyad bullshit going on right now yeah. he said this is going to collapse the universe we need to separate them um i mean like you could even explain and that's maybe the what Mary breaks up the Sue's jedi order plot. you know luke and leia could have rebuilt the Je- the earliest inf- like earliest instance of the new jedi order yeah leia and han have kids or even luke and whoever he had had kids i like the idea that you know they were kids of um leia and han and luke kind of goes a little like very rogue almost very sith in his approach and dealing with an absolute and saying fuck i'm having visions about these two at birth that they are going to crack apart what we've built and everything across the universe if we if they are allowed to grow together because mm. they are one and the same yeah i'm going to steal one of them away from you and disappear and that's where luke went he stole one of the kids and then plucked them on a planet somewhere <laughs> to be raised through the Kenobi's ghost and all that kind of shit. You yeah. put her on Tatooine so she doesn't know any better and that's you learn about her backstory over time but it's not the focal point. Yeah, He's playing politics. He's trying to do this and that. He that's There's really no reason why Luke and Leia should not have been talking to each other in the new movies. Yeah, no, and it, it's, it's only poor writing... It, but but you could justifiably put them on opposite sides of the of anything. If he literally kidnapped one of their children, Han would hate him. Yeah. Leia would hate him. Chewie would hate him. But ultimately, he knew it was the right thing to do. And maybe he's proven right throughout the movie, or wrong, or maybe, who knows. But I like the idea that he could have plucked her, sent her away, made her yeah. into a cold, ruthless, calculating, but good person, force for good using the traditional Jedi way, or not traditional Jedi way, his version of the new Jedi way, which is you can have a family, you can love things, you can, it's fine, but um, it's just you can't be too close to that one because he's going to... Well, I, I think... What, you could have just had some fun with it. From what you're talking about, I think what I would do I'm is... piecing it together in my head as I go. But, they don't... Yeah. In attempting to train these two Force-sensitive kids, Luke sees that no matter what happens, they end up in a one-on-one battle to the death. Yep. And so Luke, one, refuses to train them, but two, yeah, they believe that the best thing to do is to separate them. Mm. And because you're intentionally doing the whole it's poetry thing, Mm -hmm. you're mirroring the whole fact that Leia only died in... uh, uh, Leia. Padme only died and... Anakin only turned evil specifically because he was shown a vision that that would happen. Yeah, and so yeah, you end up with the, a determinist, yeah, where they the they have to that's be the separated. Curse of the Skywalker, right? It's yeah, but the act of separating them is what, you know, they're twins. They're connected by the Force. They're supposed to be in the same place, and you end up with as well. Then you can deal with ideas like maybe one falls into a bad, yeah, you know, like maybe. Kylo is being raised by somebody who 
you know, he's being raised on the mean streets of a shitty city somewhere mm. and the person whose job it is to take care of him gets killed. Mm, mm. So then he ends up like an underworld piece of shit who starts using his force powers and becomes like a, you know, a, a crime. Basically, you end up with a Darth Vader type where he's an enforcer that's really scary and he comes into the room on the mob boss's rule. Yeah. He's missing parents, so he doesn't really have the, you know, he doesn't have leadership qualities, but you can manipulate him. Yep. And because he's never been trained to um, understand what his powers actually involve, yep. he's haunted by visions, nightmares of the future, of the past, of the current events, and he doesn't know how to understand or piece them together because yep. no one's coaching him through it. And you have... Um, so he's basically what is psychotic. What Daisy character's name? Skywalker. Skywalker. Um, Palpatine for some fucking reason. Ray, Ray. You have Ray. Luke takes Ray away to train her, but what Luke actually is doing is trying to stifle her from learning anything. Luke takes Ray away and convinces her that what he's going to do is give her Jedi training. What he actually does is intentionally holds her back and tries to stifle her development to stop her from becoming somebody because yep. that's what the one on the other end was expected to do as well. Mm-hmm. But as Kylo gains powers, Ray is the other half of that dyad. She grows in power too. So without knowing she it. starts getting powers that she doesn't understand or know how to control. Mm-hmm. And she spends her entire life with a sense that she's sort of half of something and the other half is missing. Um, Again, following the Star Wars plot logic of incest. Yep. <laughs> Vague, yeah. Vaguely incestual shit going on. Yeah. But yeah, so you actually, you have Rey as a Mary Sue type character, sure. But she's just as terrified by these powers she's suddenly getting as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she gains in power every time Kylo does. Just by doing evil shit, she starts getting better and better good powers. Um, and you have her getting an increasing confusion and distrust with Luke because he's supposed to be training her how to do these things. Mm. And he's she starts to realize as she gets more and more powerful that this has nothing to do with Luke and that mm. Luke was clearly holding her back on purpose. Mm. She loses his trust and I would say gets to a sort of like the teenager that fights runs him. away from home. I'd say fights him. I pretty, don't think no. that's necessary. I think... I don't think Luke needs to be central to the conflicts of the film. I think Luke just needs to come after these people at the end and try and apologize to them. Mm. Maybe Luke gets killed by Kylo. I don't know. No, I, there's no... The way that you're telling it, it doesn't make sense for Luke to be... To hold any real... He should... Kylo would hold undirected hate towards everything because he doesn't understand yeah. any better. But he wouldn't say, you, bad man, you did this to me. He what? might at some point, but he like if anything... Well, um, Kylo, Kylo is going to grow up with a mistrust of his family because he basically slipped through the cracks and got lost when his person that was supposed to take care of him... And when the powers died. that his family is provided with should have made it quite easy to find him, but they never did. Yeah, or you know, they could touch on things like that to be like, well, yeah, you could, way, yeah. but he wouldn't like that. Yeah, uh, I like the idea that they did try, and for whatever reason, they couldn't find him. Yeah, I mean, if you need it, if you need to have a force powerful bad guy, you could say that they were hiding in the background and making it hard for anyone to find Kylo. You just make it so they thought he was dead. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I mean, that makes more sense, right? Just whatever accident killed the person that was minding him, they thought also killed Kyla. Yeah. Yeah. Why they didn't go and try and collect their son's body. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, yeah. Well, they um, could have seen an entire planet being destroyed. Yeah. And yeah, Kyla true. was meant to be on it. Like, that's the... Yeah. yeah. And maybe he just got, um, you know, picked up by slavers in the meantime or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't po- think it yeah, needs yeah. to involve more than like two planets. No. Doesn't need to be a rollicking space bloody, you know. Yes, Leia is a queen general person, <laughs> whatever the movie requires at that given time. Mm-hmm. Um, these people can be fucking retired for all that matters. Like they don't have to be... Generals and... No, and it doesn't wars. have to have a, a armies and shit involved. Yeah. Um, no, you can make something much form. smaller and more streamlined. Yeah, you could just have civil, like just do what you normally do when there's a massive, genuine like conflict or war. What happens over the course of thirty years after something big changes? You get little civil wars. You get small, yeah. bespoke, specific events happening. An assassination here, um, a planet blowing up there, and you litter the experience for that. It's not just a big evil, big yeah. good. I mean, you could even have one of the planets they're on, like you said, in the process of turning into a weird fascist situation. Mm. But they're trying to build their own little star killer base or something on the planet, but not actual. Yeah, you know, they could just be finding remnants of the old empire and yeah, thinking, like, "I can retrofit this to serve our needs for this particular situation." I don't give a shit what the empire was. I just know what we need right now yeah. is order. And I we mean, can do that to with borrow their tech. from the um the Star Wars game recently, like yeah. Finn could end up as part of some crime family on a planet mm-hmm. where they are pulling apart. Or they you spend maybe a bunch of the movie thinking they're pulling apart old tech from the Imperials when actually they're recommissioning it to try and wage war against somebody else. Yeah. You could set the entire thing on two planets that are just at war with each other. Yep. It fits the dyad logic. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't have to involve planets upon planets upon planets. Like or the, Rebel Alliance versus the Empire. It's just you just create a dynamic where the remnants of those structures still exist. They're not the central focus because yeah. otherwise you just get into the territory of further committing to it being Star Wars has to have rebels. Star Wars has to yeah. have no. No, it doesn't have to have a Jedi Order. It, I, The best thing that came out of those three Star Wars movies was Luke turning his back on it and thinking that any attempt to do anything involving the Force just leads to an equal and opposite reaction of a negative. Yeah. That, that's, that would have been the cool Luke approach is for him to go scientific with it. He was a tinkerer. He was a builder. He was somebody who put shit together and stripped things for parts. Yeah. When he finally got to apply that methodology to the Jedi scrolls and all of the learnings and the shit that he was taught. The anger attacks. What he should have done and going, well, hang on. If I actually methodically tinker with this little Jedi power, there's something that happens over here. So what I'm going to do instead is just do this little bit over here and I'll get the result I want. And then over time, he starts to build up this bit of a technical document. <laughs> like yeah. He just puts that lens over it, which would be more of a um, 
Man, a welcomed connection for him being the son of his father. He studies microbiology and learns all about the midichlorians. <laughs> no, but it'll be a but nice. Just, it'll be a better connection for him to, to feel like he's the father. He's the son of his father. Don't wave it, your hand at me at Crotchet. <laughs> you know, it just like gives him a little bit of an Anakin twist. But it. You could have just. It's Star Wars. Like, it doesn't have to be complicated. Nope. That's the. What I mean, I think. The the big issue with the main the new movies is just they don't have plots. But Solo, like it or not, is the best of those new movies. Not Rogue One. No, not Rogue One. Not Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. Turns it, it turns Star Wars into an attempt at a Nolan movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's, it's well, you've a, only got twenty minutes to do this thing. Yeah, you're. Wait, was was Saw Guerrero in Rogue One or was he in? Yep. Jesus, that all runs together. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. That, like, if you if you tell somebody what the plot of Rogue One is, it sounds like a cool movie. Mm-hmm. But you have a character played by an incredibly capable actress who's just a sullen shit for no apparent reason. Um. You have a much more likable and well-written sidekick to her mm-hmm. who, in terms of his heroism and everything, should really be the main character. Yeah. But, well, really, they should have just transferred everything that made him good to the actress and mm-hmm. made, left her the main character, and it would have been a much greater film. But, no, it was what your... Your, oh yeah, your dad was a far, wasn't actually a farmer. He was a scientist in it. But the and that that was also the best example of um, Star Wars over the top um, Nazi boardroom shit done right. Yeah, like why they felt the need to fucking bring Peter Cushing back from the dead and not just find a lookalike or something. <sighs> but. Um, What's his name? Krennic. Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great actor. Yep. Didn't need Pretty Cushing's character in there at all. Like, all you could have done is had Ben Mendelsohn's character be the um, the predecessor to the Peter Cushing Peter Cushing's character. Ben Mendelsohn a- dies trying to stop them from doing what they do. The plot of... Peter Cushing steps in and goes, Come on, man, I've been sitting back here at this Vader level. Yeah. Not doing shit because you guys are meant to have this shit under control. You just got yourself fucking killed, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweeping in to take control of this until we can. But the the internal politicking was yeah. the most character driven drama in that movie, which is stupid because it's yeah. a movie about a bunch of cool people going on a suicide mission. Yep. But the bad guys, like a bad guy stealing power from another bad guy and consolidating power is the best part of that movie yep it's the most relatable thing that happens in that movie yeah yeah anyway we should wrap this up we really should yeah this, this has, been, has been Star Wars Rambles yeah uh, Wired Shot Season 4 yeah we're out we're, we, we, we we came we saw we we did it in person and it was weird it was and we did like three hours oh yeah, we'll mix, cut up, and destroy this into yeah. one episode. <laughs> no, we got a solid 2.5 out of this there's, one. There's, uh, this has been Wired Shot, a solid 2.5 out of 10. Woo! Hey. Yeah.
we out.